0: Hello, everyone, and welcome to Honestly Booked. I'm your host, Ariel, on Instagram under at Are you Ready to Read with four Eyes, And I'm your
1: host, Rachel, on Instagram under at
0: Paperbacks and Sketchbooks. This is a conversational podcast devoted to books, all things books with no genre discrimination.
1: We hope with this podcast, we will expand your TBR. To get updates on our show, you can follow us on Instagram at Honestly
0: Booked and like us on Facebook. You can also follow us on Spotify and Apple Podcasts to help us get our podcast out there. Hey, Rachel, welcome to episode 38.
1: I'm so excited for this one. It feels like a fresh start. I know we had our episode with Travis last week, but this one is just us, you know? So I'm ready to dive in to how last year went. And this year, we have a lot going on this year. And I feel like we need to hash it all out for all of our listeners so they can kind of understand what we're trying to do with our reading challenges. <laughs>
0: oh, definitely. Definitely. So before we get into the whole fresh start of 2024, let's start with 2023 and our reading, how we felt we did, how many books we hit, I know that New Year's Eve, I was at 209 books. And I was like, I really want to get to 210, you know, to get that <laughs> even number. Yes. And I did. I was able to. So I got to 210 books. And I'm very happy with that. How many books did you get to?
1: I read 154 books last year. Woohoo! Yes, I exceeded my goal by four books. Good job. <laughs> I mean, last year was a pretty good reading gear I feel like I I read a lot of really good books I explored a lot of genres that I typically wouldn't have picked up yes you did I found new favorite genres like before I was kind of just strictly like a romance kind of reader and I really moved into the thriller mystery type of genre which ended up being my top genre of 2023
0: do you know what your top genre was not surprising in the least my top genre is thriller. <laughs> I, that is actually a little surprising to me because I do feel like I read a lot more literary fiction than anything okay, but yeah I guess a lot of those literary fictions are also tagged as thrillers, so that might be it. The average length of the books I read was 341 pages and took me around two days to finish each book so that's interesting. The least time spent on a book was one day and the most time I spent on a book was five days. What about you?
1: For me, the average length of books that I read was 347 pages and it took me about three days to finish one book. And I think it's skewed because I did read all those Sarah J. Moss books over the summer. So all I was doing for a very long time was reading 700 page books
0: and those obviously take a lot longer to get through. That's a question on that. So that the next stat the one that i had said the least time and the most time spent i'm sure yours is one because i know you read a book in a day a few times but what was the most time spent because i'm sure it's one of the sjm books
1: oh it is so the most time i spent on a book was 17 days and that was Jeez louise what book (laughs) so it was on empire of storms which is the fifth throne of glass book and this one honestly i spent much more time on than usual like it would not typically take me over two weeks to read a 700 page book but this one was moving really slow for me were you reading this with another book too though yeah i think i was reading multiple books at the same time okay that makes a little better because this one was just moving really slow for me so empire of storms and i we uh we spent a long time together
0: (laughs) (laughs) What surprises me is that my 2023 average rating was 3.58. Now, I feel like I rated a lot of books this last year higher than that. So the fact that it's 3.58 to me shocks me. What about yours? Mine was 3.98. That doesn't shock me. (laughs) It was almost four. Because I feel like you give everything fours. (laughs) I do. I give a lot of four
1: stars because most books for me, it's like they're not quite at five. But they don't really deserve a four and a half. So I give them a four.
0: I had 42 five stars. That's a lot. That is a lot. I had three four and a halfs. I had 65 four stars, one three and a half. I had 48 three stars, one two and a half, 19 two stars, one one and a half, 11 one stars and five with no rating that is so many one and two stars though yeah the fact that I have 11 one stars and 19 two stars that's what I can't do 30 <laughs> <30? laughs> sure 30 books under plus add those like add the little halves that's like five six seven eight that's like 40 books out of my 210 that were under three stars that's crazy but think about it the other way out of 210 160ish or whatever it would be or over 3 stars. So,
1: that's true. That's true.
0: I feel like that is better. What about
1: yours? So, I gave out 46 five-star reviews, 16 four and a half stars, 41 four stars. <laughs> so, you know, the four stars almost tied with my five oh stars. Oh my god. <laughs> that's good though. I gave out nine 3 and a 23 three-star reviews. Four two and a half stars, 10 two stars, and one one star. What was the one star? The one star, I think the one star was Ward D by Frida McFadden.
0: That's so funny. Okay. October was my highest average rating month of four stars, which is interesting thinking back in October. (laughs) And this is a funny goal that I've noticed is January wasn't my favorite month with an average rating of 2.2. And it's funny because this January, I've also gotten very low. I've DNF'd six. It's, we're the 14th of January and I've already DNF'd six books. Oh, my God. So January supposedly is not my favorite month of reading books. That's
1: so <laughs> funny because January is also my least favorite month of books.
0: <laughs> I, You know what? It might be. It might be because we have all these goals and we set these goals and we're, you know, not reading books that we like want to read that's true some of them do end up being awesome because like a good majority of my highest rated books last year were all from books that I wouldn't have picked up from our challenges or subscriptions or something like Mm, that yeah but I've also gotten some dnfs from that pile too in March I read the most pages I read 8,000 pages 8,130 pages that's so many pages how many pages did you read in your highest month
1: So my highest page month was August, and I read five thousand seven hundred and one pages.
0: Ooh. Okay. Twenty-eight of the books that I read this year were part of a series. I'm sure yours is way
1: higher. Interesting. It looks like forty-seven of the books I read were part of a series.
0: I dnf'd six books this year. Ooh. Well, twenty
1: twenty-three. Ooh. I I dnf'd eighteen books. Jeez, louise well i went through this weird slump a little bit towards the end of the year Mm. and i was just kind of like picking up books and i would read like enough of them for me to like actually count that i didn't finish it but i don't always post that i don't finish books because sometimes i just find it unnecessary to shout from the rooftops hey i didn't finish this book (laughs) (laughs) but uh yeah i wonder what those 18 were actually
0: yeah i read 79 percent was print 15% 15% was digital and 6% was audio, but I feel like that is going to change this year a lot. Oh, yeah. You're going to be listening to a lot. I've been audio booking a lot. Um, I think of the, I feel like, I think I've read five or six books this year so far. And I think four of them were, have been audiobooks, but I'm also doing a hybrid. I don't fully listen to the audios of a lot of books, you know, I'm kind of like doing a hybrid where I'll read it in print. And then when I'm, you know, doing chores or with the baby, I'll listen. And I feel like that's helped me a lot because there's a book that I just finished actually, that I just was, I just wanted to finish it. Like I was too far in, I wasn't liking it. I had all these high hopes for it. And I put on the audio and literally just zoned it out, listened to the key pieces as I was doing chores so that I could get <laughs> finished that book because I was too far in. Um, but I feel like I'm gonna be, you know, listening a lot more. I feel I feel like we got a, a pretty good good year.
1: Yeah. No, twenty twenty three was awesome. I read a lot of new genres, a lot of new authors. I had a pretty good average rating. So I'm hoping that. 2024 I can keep up that momentum maybe get through some more backlist authors because that would be great
0: that's my that's one of my goals too is I do want to get I have a lot of authors where I will have a list actually there's a lot on it (laughs) but I have a list on my notes on my phone when I read an author's work that I like you know I'll add them to my list and then when I get to it explore their backlist because you know sometimes we don't look at their backlist. Yeah. And I've been working down. I'm on my third author now reading all their works. And it feels good when you, you know, finish the author's all their works and you're like, oh, I've read all their books. Yes. You know, like then you can kind of say if someone's like, oh, have you read this person? I'm like, well, I've read all <laughs> of them. <laughs> but that's one of my goals this year. I have a few books to related goals. I don't know if you have them too, but I have a book buying ban right now. We're you know, tight on money and because we're moving. So I'm going to try not to buy any books this year. I'm going to utilize my library, Hoopla, Kindle, Kindle Unlimited as much as I can. Um, I'm going to try to keep up with my challenges. I'm going to attempt to read my arcs in time. But that one's probably not going to happen. <laughs> I'm going to actually review books. That one's already not happening. <laughs> yeah, I know. You keep like
1: posting your star ratings and I'm like, where's the review? <laughs>
0: <laughs> it's on. All- I know I'm going to DNF books if I'm not enjoying it by 50% I've decided I'm only going to add up to five books to my TBR per month (laughs) okay (laughs) I'm going to try to not browse at the library okay
1: okay okay
0: (laughs) I'm going to try to get my TBR to under 900 okay you see that one I feel like could be doable for you yeah, I'm at 909 right now. So, you know, I have and I think I have like 10 books from my TBR on my shelf right now from the library. So I could do that within the next few months. I'm going to try to read one bought book a month. One book that I have on my shelves, like an own book and one Kindle book a month because I have like. I, last I checked, like 40-something Kindles. That is a lot of Kindle books. <laughs> it's including a bunch of ARCs all the way up until November of next year oh. and a, just a bunch of Kindle Unlimited. So those are my main goals for 2024. We will see. How, I know at least I, if I at least do one of them, I will feel happy. That's good. Do you have any main goals
1: for this year? I did not make a ton of goals for myself. Obviously, I have my numerical goal of 100 books. Um, I do want to try to finish some series that I have started. I want to finish all the Sarah J. Moss series that I've started, which is is already off to a good start because I did knock off one more Throne of Glass book and I just started today the last book in the Court of Thorns and Roses series. Who knows if it's the last book, though? She might be writing more for that series.
0: What series are... So you said thorn of Glass and ACOTAR. Yes. What other series are on your like radar that you want to finish this year?
1: That's a good question. I actually need to look and see. I don't remember all the series that I've started. We'll circle <laughs> back. We'll have to circle back at a later date. I need to do some research. But you want
0: to do that. But yeah, okay. I want to do that. We'll do a series episode. How about that?
1: Yes. Oh, my God. I'm, I'm like a big culprit of starting series and then never finishing them so I definitely want to do better about that because there are a lot of series there are a lot of series that I've started that have been really good oh there's the peculiar children series by ransom Riggs that I want to finish it's been a while and I also just want to try to branch out of my typical genres a little bit more I feel like lately I've been sticking mostly I'm I'm back to being stuck on fantasy and thrillers again. And I feel like I just need, I need something that's not fantasy and not a thriller.
0: Historical fiction.
1: Yeah, historical fiction. Okay, it's weird because I have not read a historical fiction in a really long time now. I think I started one on my Kindle a little bit ago, but I ended up not liking it.
0: So I returned it to KU. I think you'd like the one that I recently read. What one was that? It was called The Address by Fiona Davis. Oh, okay. And she has, she's the one that wrote um, the Magnolia Palace that I really liked. She has um, The Spectacular, which is, it just came out in this year. It was about the Radio City music. uh, What are those women called? Oh, The Rockettes. The Rockettes, yes. That's by her. Okay, okay. That I want to read that too. But yeah, I really like the address. It has two points of view, one in 1885 and one in 1985. And they're tied together somehow. It, yeah, it's, it's really good. I think you would really like it. It's it's an easy read too. It's not like deep historical Ooh, fiction.
1: Okay, I'll have to put that on my
0: TBR. And it was really good palate cleanser for me too in between I was reading two heavy thrillers, mm-hmm. you know. So yeah. it definitely got me out of my slump, to be honest. I think you would like it. So The Address by Fiona Davis.
1: Okay, that's good. That's good to know. But those are pretty much the main goals that I have for this year. I don't usually make a ton of goals for myself. I'm not
0: really uh, goal-oriented at all. (laughs)
1: I'm not a planner, really. Like, I don't really plan things.
0: We're trying to make you a planner this year. We're we're trying.
1: So far, it's kind of working. I've already read a couple challenge books.
0: So I guess. I think we both have. Yeah, I think we both done pretty good already for halfway into the first month.
1: Yeah. So I guess we should kind of explain what we're trying to do with our
0: challenges this year. Because there's a lot going on. Oh, there's so much going on. So much. So we have quite a few challenges. Now, Rachel and I both aren't like, oh, my God, we're if we don't finish it, it's bad. Right, you know, right. it's just kind of like a guide with our reading. Of course, Rachel's more of a mood reader than <laughs> I am. So, you know, I won't really, I don't really stray away from it, but I kind of do. And she, I know she will if she's not feeling it. So there's 15, ch- there's 15 challenges that we're trying to get to each month. Of course, like I said, some we might not get sounds to. Sounds like a lot. It sounds like a lot. But <laughs> basically we have where we're going to try to read the book girl's guide from USA because there are so many, gosh, these book girl's guide has so many good recommendations. Like they have not failed me yet. So we have the USA, we have the world and the decades with them. So that's three. Then we have a backlist authors book, um, which I'm working down my list. And then we have our oldest TBR, our newest TBR the book of the month pick, the aardvark pick, the first reads pick. Then we have a net galley that's due for that month. So whatever net galley for January, you know, we'd read in January. We have the title challenge, which for mine, for example, this month was a season in the title and I use spring and then an owned book. And then we have our 12 by 12, our oldest TBR on Storygraph and And then for me, I'm doing a book that starts with A and then next month it'll be B. So those are like the challenges that we're trying to do this month. So far, like I said, I've gotten three of them. i got the Book Girls Guide Decades so far, my backlist author, and the one uh, title challenge. Which ones have you got to so far?
1: So far, I've gotten to my Book Girls Guide World challenge, my Net Galley that was due this month, and my Aardvark pick. My net galley that was due was Rabbit Hole by Kate Brody, which is a new release that actually just came out, I think last week or something. And oh my God, it was really good. Highly recommend. It's dark and twisty. You'll love it. My Aardvark pick was The Gin Waits 100 Years. Again, another fantastic book. Also dark and twisty, which is, it seems I'm on a dark and twisty roll right now. And then my Book Girl's Guide World. Which, surprisingly, this was my lowest rated book so far this year. It was My Last Continent by Midge Raymond. And it's not that it was bad. I gave it three and a half stars. It was just not what I was expecting. So that just goes to show that a synopsis can, like, make or break your view of a book. We're off to a good start, though. It's impressive that I have three already done.
0: (laughs) Oh, definitely. Definitely. And I know that this um, Sarah J. Maas is going to take up some of your time, but do you know what you're possibly going to read after that? After that, I'm going to read one of my
1: own books and it's going to be Ruthless Vows, which is the sequel and the finale to Divine Rivals.
0: I love that. So here's how I'm kind of trying to tackle it. So I know because of the way work is going and home life and just everything that's been going on. I haven't been reading as much as I want to Mm -hmm. or been able Mm to. So how I'm trying to tackle it is those are 15 books I want to read in a month. It's not going to happen. If I didn't have kids, yes, (laughs) it would, but it's not going to happen. So realistically, I know I'm not going to get to all of them, but I'm going to try and check them all out from, you know, the library and have them on my shelf and read them. There are other books that I've put on hold as well, you know, that actually I put on hold a while ago that are just now coming in, those kinds of books. So what I try to do is I try to read like one or two challenge books and then a a book that, you know, I want that doesn't have to do with the challenge that I just am like oh I really want to read this book you know mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and then also I'm trying to get every book the like next because I plan my books so like the next five books I'm reading I try to get it on audio somehow so that it can kind of help me speed it up a little bit so yeah I can sit down at night and read a little bit but then I can like I said when I'm doing chores or walking or whatever I can listen to it and pick up where I left off like I've said many times I'm trying this hybrid reading thing and it's really working for me I found I can't listen to an audiobook all by itself I have to every now and then look at look at it with my eyes to kind of you know I don't know it's just weird I still haven't gotten I still haven't gotten able to read full audiobook without also looking at it so that's kind of what I'm trying to do I would say 3 I'm working on the fourth one right now, but I would say four, let's just say four. Four challenge books on the 14th day already out of the seven I've read is pretty good stats. So That that is you know, really the good. other three, the other three were just fun books. So, you know, we'll see. Cuz I feel like if I get too tied to the challenges, then I'm not reading. I mean, cuz I do want to read the challenge books, obviously. It's not like we pick books we don't want to read. Right. It's just like Maybe I'm not in the mood for that. I'm kind of like starting to turn into a mild mood mm, reader. Yeah. yeah, But very mild because <laughs> I still, the it overpowers me, the want to stick to the the plan, you know? So That's I'm like, true. Yeah. I'll look at my shelf. And I like, for example, I'm reading Zora Lily or The Roaring Days of Zora Lily right now, which is my, um, it's one of my challenges. I don't know which one, but it's one of my challenges. And I'm looking at, I do want to read it. Like, it's good. But I'm looking at this other book, Black Sheep, that's sitting on there. That's not one of my challenges that like I keep hearing from people that you need to read this. You need to read this. You, so I'm like, you do need to read it. <laughs> so, you know, so it's like, do I read my challenge or do I read that or what do I do? Oh, so, yeah, you
1: see, that's my struggle because I know I have these challenge books that I really want to read, but my want to read another book is just so overpowering that I push all the challenges aside and I'm like, screw the challenges. I'm going to read
0: this. And that's me being a mood reader for you. So So I guess I'm kind of turning into a little bit of a mood reader, but that's okay. That is okay. So this whole DNFing by 50% I think is really helping me too because there were a few books that were my challenge books this year already that i dnf'd and i just switched my challenges up to something else you know picked another one i don't know i think that i think this year is gonna be i don't think i'm gonna get anywhere near 200 books that's for sure Uh, you you might you might i don't think so (laughs) next next sunday we're moving and it's you know that's going to take a couple days. There's going to be just a lot going on in my personal life. And, you know, I'm going to try. I'm going to try for sure, but we'll see. I'm going to set my goal this year at 200 still, just so that I can see, because on um, StoryGraph and Goodreads and stuff, it shows you how far behind you are or how far ahead you are. So, you know, I just want to see like what typical aerial, would be, you know, like, oh, are we ahead? Are we behind? But I'm not going to let it bother me if I don't get that 200. I'm also not going to let it bother me if I don't finish all my challenges. (laughs) You know what I mean? Like I'm reading is for fun and pleasure and it shouldn't feel like work, you know, so. Agree. So before we get into our next bookish topic, Rachel and I are going to talk about our obsession of the week. Hers is like the obsession of the month.
1: (laughs) The obsession of the year already.
0: (laughs) The obsession of, but Rachel and I, this is, this is the uh, Libra in her and Libra in me. Like we get obsessed (laughs) with something and it's like our whole life for a couple weeks and then we're like over it.
1: Dude, I'm a Libra moon and I guess the Libra is showing hard right now.
0: (laughs) Oh yeah, it definitely is. I can see it in you. So tell us about your obsession of the week because I really want to get into this. I do.
1: Dude, my obsession of the week, my obsession of the month, my obsession of the year even is crochet. I have wanted to learn how to crochet for the longest time. So for Christmas, I specifically asked for Woobles, which is a beginner crochet sort of company, and they make the crochet animal kits, but they're specifically made for beginners. So they make it super easy to follow along and learn how to do everything. And at the end, you have this cute little animal creation. So I've already made two cute little animals. I made a penguin and I made a turtle, and I also made a couple accessories for them all by the whooples. And then for Christmas, I also got a different crochet beginner kit. That's succulents. So I already made one succulent and it's so cute. It's this little, little plant in a pot. And they are these like, they're these stuffed creatures. I, t- I can't say the word that they actually are because I don't know how to pronounce it, but it's an actual like Japanese thing where these crochet stuffed animals are just like a thing and they have a name. Again, I don't know how to pronounce it and I'm not even gonna try, but I'm obsessed. And my end goal with learning how to crochet is to make blankets and stuff. Like, I wanna make a hat because my friend Rosalie crocheted me a hat for Christmas and it's adorable and it's so pretty. And I wanna do that. Like, it's so fun making things and then seeing your hard work in real life and you're like, oh my God, I made that. So it's just so much fun and it's so relaxing crochet is going to be my obsession of the year I know it at the end of 2024 you can ask me hey how'd crochet go did you make a blanket and hopefully I'll be like yes I did
0: (laughs) I love that I tried I think crocheting once a long time ago but never got into it but I feel like now where I'm at with like audiobooks I feel like that would be the jam to just like listen to an audiobook and crochet Mm -hmm, and you know mm -hmm do something with your hands yeah
1: I mean I haven't listened to any audiobooks while crocheting just yet because I'm still I'm still so new to it that I still kind of have to watch videos to see if I'm doing things correctly and I'm also just nervous I'm going to lose count because crochet is a lot of numbers and counting and you have to make sure you have the specific amount of stitches that it tells you in the pattern otherwise it's going to get all messed up so I'm just nervous if I listen to an audiobook I'm going to lose count and then everything will be messed up yeah yeah
0: but I'm sure with time, muscle memory will get, you know, your muscle memory will get better and you'll be able oh, to, totally. like, listen to an audiobook and not, yeah. Yeah. Totally. But I see what you're saying. Yeah. I bet by the end of the year,
1: I could, in a couple months, even, I could probably listen to audiobooks. So you need to make me one. Oh, yeah. I'll make you one. What's your obsession? My obsession is so
0: weird. Oh, really? <laughs> it's something so stupid and so weird, but it's Crocs.
1: Crocs? <laughs> That's so funny. <laughs> I have not heard someone say that they're obsessed with Crocs in years.
0: <laughs> <laughs> so it's Crocs and the little Croc design things. And then um, Sketcher Go Pants. Now, Interesting. They, I'm, we are not sponsored at all by anything, but I just have to say <laughs> that someone who works from home and, you know maybe needs to get on camera every now and then I know like they really can't see your pants and stuff but or if you do work and you want to be comfortable these sketch or go pants are I literally sleep could sleep in them they're like pajamas they are so comfortable and they look professional you know so I have them in like a bunch of different colors but if you wanted to like look you know workish or professional I would get them in like black brown whatever but they're so comfortable. They have four pockets, not just two, four, four pockets. Wow. Four pockets. That's a lot for women's pants, right? They have the two butt pockets and then the two front pockets and they are, I'm a tall girl. I'm six foot and they reach to my, they like reach to like my feet. Now I know that doesn't make sense for someone that's like shorter, but when you're taller, a lot of the times, regular like length pants, like are like capri-ish on us you know like they get that like little awkward doesn't quite reach the feet kind of thing can't relate yeah can't relate (laughs) but (laughs) these are perfect so literally they're so comfortable i'm wearing one right now obviously but yeah so the sketcher go pants and the crocs now sketcher go pants are kind of expensive i think they're like 50 dollars a pair but i've told myself um once a month i'm gonna buy a pair okay
1: (laughs) Listen, honestly, like if a pair of pants is 50 bucks, but it's like good quality, I don't care that I'm spending $50 on a pair of pants.
0: Getting off topic... But let's get back onto the bookish topic. Yes. 2024 has some really good releases that I have been eyeballing and looking forward to. Dude, I know. All, basically, all of the big name authors are releasing a book this year, of course. Some of the ones that I'm super looking forward to is, which I actually have some of these, but The Fury by Alex Michael- Michaelides, Michaelides, I think his name is. He's the one who wrote The Silent Patient and The Maidens. I'm not sure if you read those ones.
1: I did not read those ones, but I won The Fury arc from an Instagram giveaway. Yes. So I need to read it. I haven't read it yet, but I've heard it's really good.
0: Yeah. Yeah. And then we have Lisa Unger's new book, The Couple in 5B. That one looks really good. Right, My boy Riley Sager came out with a new book, Middle of the Night. Um, that's a release at the end of the year. Megan Miranda's new book, Daughter of Mine, which I hope she redeems herself because I've liked all of her books, but her most recent one. And then Mary Kubica's book, She's Not Sorry, I'm looking forward to. She's a hit and miss author with me, so we'll see. There's also another book I'm looking forward to is... Now, these are the ones that are, like, I think already out or close to being out. Is uh, First Lie Wins by Ashley Elston, which I actually have on my shelf. No One Can Know by Kate Alice Marshall, which is on my net galley. I have both Heather Goodencoff and Samantha Bailey came out with books. Everyone is watching and A Friend in the Dark. Those I'm looking forward to. And then I think that... That's mostly all of the books. I mean, I'm sure there's more, but those are the ones that I'm like really looking forward to that are either out now or coming out very soon that are thrillers. I haven't really seen a lot of like literary fiction books that are on my radar. These are just the big like thriller authors. What books are on your radar?
1: Well, that's funny because I also have thrillers on my radar. I have like nothing else on my radar. Um. They're usually more, <laughs> they're usually more pub. You know, there's more pub yeah, around them. Yep. You know? Yep. But um I do have to say, No one can know by Kate Alice Marshall I have on hold at the library right now, and I'm super excited for it to come in, which is surprising because I wasn't really a fan of her adult debut, What Lies in the Woods. I thought it was kind of middle of the road. I still haven't read that yet. I thought it was middle of the road, but a lot of people really liked it. So maybe maybe I'm just the problem. <laughs> I'm going I'm going to give her another chance because the synopsis for no one can know sounds so good and I'm hoping it's as good as I'm expecting it to be so we'll see but I guess I would say that that one's on my radar as well Another one I have on my radar, which I think you also have the arc of this one, is Still See You Everywhere by Lisa Gardner, which is number three in the Frankie Elkin series. Yes. Yeah, I'm so excited. Hey, another series. Yeah. Yes. Another series that I need to work on finishing this year.
0: There you go.
1: (laughs) I'm excited for this one. I loved the other two books in the Frankie Elkin series. So I'm hoping that this one keeps that momentum going for me and I like it. I think it publishes in March, so I have a little bit of time. Another one that's a continuation of a series that I'm very, very excited for is Shadowheart by Meg Gardner. Ooh, yes. This is number four in the Unsub series, and this one publishes in June. I cannot wait for it. I, you see, it's funny because Ariel, I remember you told me that you were not a fan of the second Frankie Elkin book and you were also really not a huge fan of the third unsub, but I loved both of those so much. So I cannot wait to read Shadow Heart. It sounds really good. And then another one on my radar is Only If You're Lucky by Stacey Willingham. I loved A Flicker in the Dark and All the Dangerous Things, so... I'm hoping that Only If You're Lucky is just as good. It does have a very mixed reviews already on Goodreads though, which makes me kind of nervous. But I feel like thrillers go either way for a lot of people. So I'll just have to read it for myself and see. This one actually publishes really soon. It publishes on January 16th. So by the time you're listening to this, it's already out. And I would say that those are really the ones that I'm super looking forward to right now. Everything else, I'm kind of just like, I could take it or leave it. But these ones, I need to read. (laughs) I need to read everything. (laughs) Yeah, I need to read everything.
0: (laughs) I need to. And you know what's been crazy is that recently, a lot of the most anticipated books I've read have been kind of a letdown.
1: I feel like a lot of publishers are really hyping up every single book a lot more yeah and I feel like it's because bookstagram has really blown up in the last couple years oh definitely so they're getting all these like super big book influencers to hype up their books but then I feel like they're so they're like overhyped to the point where you're expecting so much from
0: it and then when you actually do read it it's such a letdown so and the other that brings up a good point so Bookstagram and book talk have been huge in this last year, I feel. Yes. So what that means is that that's bringing readers who don't typically read to reading, which is amazing. Like, I'm always for people reading. Even if you read one book a year, like, hey, you're reading. But the problem with that is that people that generally, and this is generally speaking, people that are new to reading don't have the, you know, they want simpler books in a way, you know, oh, they I get want that. like yeah. the like twist, twist, twist. Oh my God, crazy shock, you know, and they don't want to get super deep into it. Whereas a more seasoned reader would want, you know, a deeper character study. So, what I'm seeing, the trend that I'm noticing as a Seasoned vet <laughs> is that a lot of those books that are more literary fiction, more ca- deep character build, slow burns are not being as highly published, or not being as highly, um, uh, what's it called, uh, PR around them as books that are, you know, the very twisty, turny, shocking, fast burn books and that's okay but it's just I have to think I have to like when I see these books that everyone's talking about I have to do like a dive myself into it and see like is this something I'm gonna want to read just because it's hyped or is this something that I'm actually gonna like yeah and that's where I think the problem is lying with me is where I see like everyone reading this book everyone reading this book and then I go read it and I'm like okay. (laughs) You know? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Or, and then I see books that end up being five stars for me that don't have that much behind it. And I'm like, yeah, but someone that just got into reading isn't going to want to sit down and read this book like this, you know? So, you know, reading is really tailored to the individual person and it's all subjective because like even Rachel and I, where we agree 90% of the time, there's those books that we have like head butted you know like this was stupid and she's like no this was amazing and I'm like this was amazing and she's like did not like it you know so yeah Yeah. but yeah that's what I think I've been noticing with book talk and bookstagram I've also been noticing a shift in genres so what I've seen and what I've heard from the experts is that young adult is becoming extinct if not not as talked about often. I know it's always going to be there, but it used to be a lot bigger, I think. And now it's kind of not. And I think that's because there's now a new category that is new adult. So you have young adult, which is now pushed back to teenagers and younger. And then you have new adult, which is like, it goes all the way from 16 to maybe like late 20s. And then you have adult fiction, which is like late, mid, late twenties to, you know, older. So whereas I before would only like, it would be adult or young adult, you know, kind of like stop 18 or 20. Now it's kind of like you have to see like, oh, this is new adult, not, you know what I mean? So you're like, wait, hold on. This isn't really a young adult because that's, you know what I mean? So it's kind of pushing that category out and the other thing I've seen is that dark romance is growing, is booming because of book talking. you know, yeah, um, yeah. I, that's a huge I thing. I have
1: mixed feelings on dark romance gaining a lot of traction. I haven't,
0: I, okay, so I'm only going to say this once. <laughs> I have nothing against what you read at same, all. I same. don't think it says anything about the person because, you know, we read about people chopping off people's heads. We're not murderers, you know. But I do think that some of the dark, like the dark romance books, a lot of them that I see are popular. I've tried. I've tried a few. Trust me. It's just the writing isn't there. And I think that the people that read those don't really care for that. They just want the dark romance. like <laughs> You know what I mean? And they want the smut. They want the smut and they want the dark romance. And where I have a problem with the dark romance is when it is very clearly abuse. <laughs> you know what yeah, I mean? Yeah, I
1: have a problem when it's non-consensual.
0: That is a huge one. Non-consensual. And then when it's like, yeah, like I said, where it's very clearly abuse. And it, I feel like younger uh, adults sure read that whatever but you should have figured out by now what you know abuse is or not but i feel like the younger kids that are reading this dark romance that think that kind of stuff's okay
1: yeah and i mean guess who's all over tiktok the teenagers the younger people of course and yep. dark romance is growing on tiktok
0: and i'm not hating on it you right know, you can exactly read whatever you want to read exactly it's just i think that you need to know that a lot of that is unrealistic and a lot of it you you know i think there's a specific book in mind that i have where i read it and i am not a prude at all in any way shape or form if you knew me you'd know yeah, that she's definitely in not, a life. <laughs> not a prude not a prude And this was, this had me like jaw dropping on the floor. I was like, whoa, this is not like, this is not okay. This is basically, you know, this is that, this is assault. (laughs) And the people are that character, for example, I was like, this man is 100% assaulting this woman and online people are fawning over him and saying how he's like their book boyfriend and blah, blah, blah. And I'm just like that's not okay and I'm not a prude trust me I do weird things but like that was I do that weird,
1: was things. weird.
0: <laughs> <laughs> like that was next level assault weird you know like at least people are reading at the end of the day they, they
1: are reading <laughs> hey I mean people can read whatever they want to read I just caution like looking up what the book is actually about before you read
0: it Trigger warnings too, because, you know, whereas we don't typically have, well, I found some new ones this year, but whereas we typically don't have them, you know, a lot of people do. So trigger warnings, if you're new into reading, look those up. Um, there's some really good websites on there, like didthedogdie.com. It'll tell you um, everything really. like, I Sometimes I feel like reading the trigger warnings gives away a lot of the plot. Have you ever noticed that?
1: I mean, I guess it really depends Depends on the type of book you're reading and what exactly the triggers are. Like, if I was reading a super deep, like, I don't know, historical fiction book and I read a list of trigger warnings, sure, yes, it probably will spoil things that are going to happen. Mm-hmm. But if I'm going into a, for example, back onto the dark romance thing, if I'm reading a dark <laughs> romance and somebody gives me a list of the trigger warnings it's not going to give away the plot at all because it's a dark romance and i'm expecting those kinds of triggers to be present
0: yeah that's true but i mean i picked up a book the other day that was a, a literary fiction book and it didn't have anything to do with this or so i thought and it, two of the trigger warnings was um child abuse and sexual assault and i was like that's basically now that's telling me someone's being abused as a child that's and true a sexual assault so it's like i didn't know that was you know what i mean But I guess if that's, you know, something that you don't want to read, it's definitely worth ruining the plot for.
1: Yeah, I mean, when you think about it, too, spoilers are kind of like subjective. It depends on the person for what counts as a spoiler. So that's true. That's true. It it all depends.
0: Reading is all subjective. Let's make some good wishes this year that we get, you know, our challenges done. We get some good books in. We increase those five and four stars. Yes. I'm okay with four stars. I'm okay with those. Um, threes I've been like getting really annoyed with when I finish. I'm like, I could have been doing something else, but Yeah, I mean And then twos yeah. and ones, I'm like, screw this.
1: So I'm just curious, how would you define your rating scale? Like what constitutes something to be a five versus a four versus a three, etc.?
0: It's very fluid with me. I'm um, it's it changes with each book, I think, but I basically kind of go off of my I know a lot of people go off of, like, the plot or this, the writing or this. I go off my experience reading the mm, book. Okay. So, like, it goes off of how much I want to pick up the book. That's, like, the main factor. And then other things add to it. So, for example, this book that I just finished, I didn't want to pick it up. I would look at it, see it sitting on the couch, and I'm like, okay, I guess I'll read 20 pages, you know? That, without anything else, brings it to a two. Okay, if it had good writing, it brings it to a three. Then if it doesn't have good writing, it brings it down to a one. Then I go off the plot. Was the plot good? Did it make sense? Was there any holes? So then if the writing was good and the plot was good, it goes to a three. And then if it has a good ending, a three and a half, you know. So for this book specifically, I didn't want to pick it up. I didn't really (laughs) didn't really care, to be honest. (laughs) So it landed it at a two for me. Like I said, it started at two. the writing was amazing. So it did bring it up to a three, but there was a few little plot holes. So that was back to 2.5. The ending was good. So it brought it back up to three. Ah, so okay, I ended okay. up, I ended up sticking with a three. So that's kind of like how I do it. The book before that, I wanted to pick it up. I kept wanting to pick it up. So that's like a four. I'm going to start that okay, at a four. Okay. But the writing... I didn't like one of the points of views. So that brought it down to like a three and a half. The writing was good, brought it back up to a four. But there was one plot hole that was really bothering me. So I brought it back down to 3.5, but the ending was good. So it brought it to a four. So that's kind of how I, you know, do mine. How do you, I know that's so complicated. (laughs) How do you do yours?
1: I used to have like this whole, not really like criteria, but I used to have a rating scale posted on my Instagram with explanations of- my star ratings, but I've noticed I kind of strayed away from that. So I unpinned it. So you'd have to scroll really far to find it now. So don't go looking for it (laughs) because it's not accurate anymore because I've just been doing my ratings sort of based on vibes, sort of based on my enjoyment of the book. I do take the writing and the plot execution into consideration too still, but mostly I'm just like 2024 is the year of vibes and I'm just gonna say if I feel in my soul that this is a five star this is getting five stars if I feel in my soul this book was awful and it deserves two stars it's getting two stars for example the first book I read of the year the unmaking of June Farrow that one I gave four and a half stars and it was because like mainly I couldn't decide between four and five but I felt in my soul that it was not a full five stars for me. I was like, there's just something about this book.
0: Wait. What? I have a question. Yeah. Do you rate your books at the end of the book?
1: Yeah, at the end of the book. I wait until I'm fully finished. After I read the very last word is when I actually sit and I usually takes me a few minutes to figure out what I want to rate it. If I'm really conflicted, sometimes I'll just walk away and write my review at a later time. But usually I like to do my reviews when the book is still fresh in my mind. So I do it right away after I finish the book. And, you know, like when I was talking about June Farrow, that book, there was just something about it. I can't really pinpoint what it was that made me knock off half a star. But it still got four and a half stars, which is amazing. I don't always have a reason for why I take stars off. Which some people would probably come at me and be like, You need to have a reason. But no, it's it's vibes, people. It's vibes this year. I get that.
0: <laughs> but see, we differ because you rate or you rate at the end of the book, whereas I'm kind of rating throughout the whole book. Oh, yeah. Yeah. So like it could change potentially, you right. know. But yeah. then again, I mean, I guess so could yours. But yeah. I mean, it's so interesting to hear how different how people do things differently. Because the way that you described it, it's like, I can't do that. (laughs) You know what I mean? Like, and then you probably were thinking like the way she does that, like, I can't do that either. I know you were like, oh,
1: I start the book. If I want to pick it up, it gives this many stars. And I'm like, okay, hold your horses. (laughs) Like,
0: I'm not reading the (laughs) book the second I pick it up. (laughs) That's that. That's just my biggest thing. Like, because if, if I'm not enjoying a book, it can still be like, if I'm personally not enjoying the book, but I'm subjectively looking and seeing the writing is amazing. The plot is amazing. The ending is amazing. Like yeah. it needs to factor in the fact that I wasn't enjoying it. That's You know, true. because that's based true. off those three criteria, that should be a five, four and a half even in my book. But if I wasn't enjoying it, it's going to bring it down to a two and a half, three, you know? You know what? So, I, I agree with that.
1: If I'm not enjoying it, it definitely does factor into the rating.
0: Yeah. I think that's probably your like little half star for you, whereas it's like so. a whole star for me. Yeah, I think that's what it is because I've seen you rate books four and a half stars that didn't make it to that five star category, and I ask you like, why wasn't it five star? Like, why didn't you make the five star? And you're like, I just wasn't. It wasn't like you know, like it wasn't a hundred percent five stars. And I'm like, I bet it's because you weren't enjoying it at certain points. You know, it wasn't something that you're like dying to pick up. You're probably, but everything right. else about it was good. You're
1: probably right. Yeah, makes that sense. That makes a whole lot of sense. You no, know? <laughs> you know, I just need an aerial in my life to give me insight on things. <laughs> <laughs>
0: I just think it's, I think that the fact of wanting to pick up a book is important to me. Oh, yeah. Because I mean, look at how much time we spend reading. Oh, so much. Could have been spent on another book. I need to work on that DNFing before 50%. That's, I think, the biggest challenge for me this year.
1: You do. I usually give my books until 30%.
0: And if I'm not enjoying it, away it goes. I used to do, I think before I was 100 and. 50 pages of a book that is too many pages in my opinion (laughs) yeah I think I'm starting to realize that too yeah that's
1: a lot I had a teacher in middle school who used to tell us she was like always give a book a chance even if you don't think you're gonna like it and her rule of thumb was always make it to at least 50 pages five zero, before you decide that it's not for you Me, so, I mean, I guess for middle schoolers, it makes sense, 50 pages, because middle schoolers, duh, but, like, as an adult, I usually give it until maybe page, between page 70 and 100 is usually where I wiggle around, but if I'm on my Kindle and I'm looking at the percentage, it's usually around 30% if I decide to put it down, but that's just me. You can read 150 pages of a book you don't like. That's fine.
0: (laughs) it's just I need to sometimes I need to get the author's writing you know but I feel like I should push that back to 100 100 pages is if I'm not liking the book by 100 pages and it drastically changes in the next 200 then that's not my fault that's the author's fault agree cheers to that cheers to 2024 yes
1: oh my god can't believe we're already in another year but this is gonna be a good year
0: yes it is it's gonna be the last year of Rachel being a fiance I think right
1: yeah uh yeah i well no wedding won't be until spring of 2025 but yeah so this is the last
0: year of you being a fiance i
1: guess it is wow
0: weird huh how long have you guys been together
1: uh it'll be five years in february
0: okay so last year of you being a fiance it's gonna be the first year of us getting our beep together yeah (laughs) (laughs) yeah right we're trying (laughs) JK. So let's get this ball rolling. Let's get a good reading here. And our next episode is going to be our January subscriptions, which it's already halfway through January and they're already out, but we're going to talk about them and hopefully we're going to be able to talk about some of them that we've read I know Rachel's read one of them and I think I'm about uh, yeah. to start one of them too wow it'll
1: be the first time in a long time where we've actually had a book to talk about for the
0: I know with like that we've read
1: <laughs> hey like you said we're getting our bleep together this year
0: exactly the year this is the year of getting everything together financial goals personal goals all kinds of goals let's yes. do it it only took me 30 years. But, <laughs> all right, girl. Well, I'm about to get off, get the baby ready for bed, and then hopefully read some of The Roaring Days of Zora Lily. Ooh, I, I hope you get a chance to read some tonight. So good what are you doing tonight you're going to bed huh? i am going to sleep <laughs> <laughs> no. well i'm gonna go put my crocs in sports mode and go pick them up baby and i will see you later and as always everyone happy reading happy reading